Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley, and this is the weekly weather for August 11th, 2019. I'm sitting here broadcasting from the bright red desk after probably one of the more event-filled weeks of my life as that finger of God went rolling through my uh, stuff. There were actually three fingers. We had the Mars forming the finger of God, the Mars and Leo, last week on the shootings. And then we had... Um, a finger of God with the sun, and then we now are going to have a finger of God with Venus as the apex. So we've got these three guys rolling along, and then this week we're going to have what's called a Venus star point, where the sun and Venus meet up at eight, uh, meet up in the sky, and they're going to meet up on the 14th. I'm actually going to have a podcast about it. It's up on the internet if you on my website if you want to sign up, and the Venus star point is going to happen on August 14th at 2 in the morning, 2.07 in the morning. Um, and then, of course, there's a full moon right behind it on August 15th, uh, full moon in Aquarius Leo. So we go back to February of 18, and then November of 18 last year, and then now the full moon. So it's a it's a big week ahead. Uh, we had um, Jeffrey Epstein found dead in his uh, jail cell, um, apparent suicide, but he was supposedly on suicide watch which he was taken off 12 days ago, which nobody knows how that happened, which happened the day after his papers got released where he named a bunch of other people that had sex with 14-year-old girls, including uh, the governor of Bill Richardson and uh, Attorney General. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, anyway, you know, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do watch a lot of mob movies <laughs> and uh, dead men tell no tales. So, um and apparently he was paying his lawyers to come and hang out with him all day long in the correction facility um, because he didn't want to stay locked up in his cell. So it's like, come on over and talk to me for the day so I don't have to get locked up. So at any rate, they weren't watching him, and somehow or some way he got found hung in his cell. So we'll see what happens. And I, you know, a couple people said, you said it. I said, yeah, well, a few few things. Guys with charts like his have a great deal of difficulty being held captive you know, the way his chart is set up. It has no bottom, so it doesn't like any restraints, which we kind of know from his uh, background and stuff. And then secondly, um, you know, if you've been uh, running this kind of thing for a long time, you you actually know you know who people partook, who took of it, who partook of it. It wasn't just him. He had orgies, please. And he had, uh, he had uh, recording devices, so... You know, we want to maybe stop that from getting out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not buying the suicide story. Uh, but you know, we'll see whose bank account got bigger and who snuck into his cell and hung him up. Um, and we go forward. And it may never we may never know. You know, it's one of those. It's kind of like Jack Ruby killed Lee Harvey Oswald because he knew he had cancer and he was going to die anyway. So we'll see what happens. So I am not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't believe the hanging story. So, And I, I don't think the Clintons did it. I don't think the Trumps did it. Uh, I think, you know, people that didn't want stuff to come out did it, you know, whoever those people are. So, and we'll probably never know, so put this on the list of things you want to find out when you cross over. I have a list. I have a list. Who killed Kennedy? 
you know, who did 9-11. You know, I've got this big list. So hopefully you'll have a big list too. And then on another note, you know, as I mentioned last week, my mother's birthday was the uh, 4th of August, and my father didn't wake up. Now, my mother died in 1983 on my father's birthday, the day before his birthday. She died on April 17th, and he died on his birthday was April 18th. My mother's birthday was August 4th. And my father had a lot of difficulty being roused. Normally he would wake up and he'd be ready to go for coffee and breakfast. And, you know, he was wheelchair-bound. He was a little bit, you know, not 100% there all the time. But, you know, he liked his food, he liked his coffee, and the one thing my dad could do was eat. <laughs> and uh, and he didn't wake up, and they couldn't wake him up, and they couldn't rouse him. And when, he did, when they did wake him up, he was glassy-eyed. So they took him to the hospital and uh, sent him home, saying nothing wrong here. And the doctor said, call the kids. So my father passed away uh, this week on the Venus, on the sun uh, finger of God on Thursday morning. It's about 6 o'clock in the morning when they shot a rocket off at Cape Canaveral, interestingly. And my dad was in Aries with a Leo rising and a Leo moon, right, and a Leo Aries midheaven. So it's entirely appropriate that he took off on a rocket launch. And... Um, my mom checked in, you know, she has little ways of letting me know she's around, so she checked in on Wednesday afternoon at lunch. So I'm like, okay, so mom's here. And, uh, you know, the hospice people were phenomenal. The place where he stayed, Addington uh, Place at College Harbor, were phenomenal. A lot of the people came in uh, after he died to say goodbye to him. Um, and it really was. It was really, you know, if you have to die, I don't think he – and the head wanted to go, but his body was done. And the hospice nurses came out on Tuesday and said, you know, he's going sooner rather than later. And they said that at 2.22 in the afternoon, uh, Wednesday afternoon, and he was dead Thursday morning. So his, you know, he, he was ready. His body was giving out. His head was not. So he was conscious really pretty much through the whole thing um, and said, you know, said our goodbyes. And uh, back when my mom died, um, it was kind of unexpected. She'd popped a pulmonary embolism post-surgery uh, for cancer. And, uh, you know, that was what took her out. She didn't actually die of the cancer. But she said, as she left, she said to me, you know, I want you to take care of your father um, because he's not as tough as he seems. Of course, he's an Aries, so they look tough. And he was a Leo rising, so he roared, you know. And... Uh, I said, okay, okay, I got it. So I kind of, you know, Thursday morning as I was heading home, um, well, as we were heading out to the hospital to see the contra with the contrails from, we could see the contrails from his place in Florida. They, he and Peggy still had the condo down there that my mom and him bought to retire to. So we walked out the deck, and there were the contrails from the rocket launch, and then later the paper published a picture of the launch. So I have it on my Facebook page. It's pretty cool, the shot that I saw at sunrise. And then the shot as the rocket took off from the NASA photographer, <laughs> and uh, and he he left on a blaze of an Atlas V rocket, which totally makes sense. And he did have um, he was a big guy, six foot four, and he did have the asteroid Atlas in his chart. Interestingly, aspecting a personal planet. So Dad's off on. And he didn't technically die on my mother's birthday, but he died like three days after it. So I'm going to count it. You know, and they're reunited. They were a grand trine in fire. My mother was a Leo with a Sag moon. My father was an Aries with a Leo moon. They had a very passionate relationship. They were high school sweethearts. 
uh, she met him when she was 15 and he was 16, or they met. She was dating his best friend, and uh, he kind of, he's in, in Aries, you know, when they see something they want, they go for it. And so they lived very passionately until she died way too soon in 83, and now, uh, and that was the Venus, that was, interestingly, that was the Saturn-Venus conjunction in 82 was when she got diagnosed, and now we have the new one coming up 36 years later in January. So he left on that one, and my job at taking care of Dad is done, not that he really ever wanted to be taken care of, because he was in Aries with the Leo moon, but um, like I did it, did my job, and now on to the next chapter. So for all of us, uh, and of course it was finger of God saying the fate has been completed. There also are mystic rectangles up there in the heavens right now, which kind of indicates your new assignment coming in or your new calling coming in. So all of us should be watching as these fingers of God form with Leo Mars, Leo Sun. My dad left on the Leo Sun. Now Leo Venus up next. And then next week the new eight-year love cycle starting with the Venus star point on uh, August um, 14th at 2 in the morning, and right after that, a full moon. Now, the Venus star point next week, which takes place at 2.07 a.m. on August 14th, has in it um, a, uh, a bunch of stelliums and a hammer of Thor, kind of releasing you from whatever's uh, holding you back and gives you kind of permission to move forward. In a, in a direct and forward motion way, right? So there's a very nice energy. I'll be doing, as I mentioned before, I'll be doing a webinar on it on Thursday night, Wednesday night. It's up on my website, annortley.com. But then we also have the full moon, uh, which takes place on the 15th, and that happens at 8 in the morning also, 8.02, 8.21 in the morning. And that one's very juicy, and that one has uh, three mystic rectangles in it. So we go from the the Sun-Venus conjunction to the full moon, and the mystic rectangles, interestingly, are um, involving the Sun and the Moon. And in the full moon, the Sun and the Moon and Venus are in the 12th house in the chart cast for Washington. So they speak to the new karmic assignment coming in. So I just got released from mine, <laughs> which happened in 82, 83. I got set free, uh, and now new invitation coming in. Mystic rectangles invite us. They compel us. They call us. So you really want to watch, you know, with all the changes that we've been going through, we do know that one of the things that happens is the old things are leaving, new things start to come in, or they, you know, the very tiniest seeds of them begin, little teeny seedlings being planted. So you want to kind of watch your life for last week, this week, you know, what's the new seedling coming in? What's the new planting coming in? So as we were driving home from um, my dad uh, after he'd passed, and, you know, the body had been taken, and everybody went home to kind of take a shower and chill before lunch. Um, my stepbrother said to me, he said, you know, I, I just want to say this. You know, I really, uh, you know, I really, it's really, you know, important. You know, actually, I think it was after dinner through, uh, Thursday night. Um, it's, you know, it's really important. You know, we've been family now for 35 years. You know, I, I would, you know, I hope that with Dad Dot, with Mark dying, he calls him Doc, with Doc dying, uh, you know, we're all going to stay connected. And I said, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we're at a, you know, we're at an opportunity to create a new relationship, opportunity to shift everything. 
Um, and so watch in your life where you're having that invitation to something new and the invitation to the opportunity to change it and move it into a new place and the invitation where the mystic rectangle is going to call you as we have this Sun-Venus conjunction in Leo at 21. And then right after that, we have the full moon, or uh, I'm sorry, we have the full moon at uh, 22. And that's exactly as the Sun and Venus are opposite 22. Okay, So the, the full moon is 22-24, and Venus at that point will be 22-45. So she's just pulling away from the sun and the moon. So it's a great opportunity this week to really kind of sit and think about your next eight years because sun and Venus, when they unite, they initiate a new cycle and it takes eight years for the sun to get back here. So August, eight years ago, uh, in 2001, 11 rather, and then four years ago in August of 2015, there was a uh, backwards retrograde motion. So we were talking about it here in the office when I got home on Friday. And in my case, that was when my foot started to go bad. In August, we were out in Santa Fe having teaching at a workshop, and I had a massage at 10,000 Ways where the guy kind of worked on my foot a lot, and I think that kind of precipitated the, the, the uh, scar opening in, a month later. My assistant, Rose, went to work, was in a play, that she didn't like particularly much and thought, you know, I can do a better job. And she started writing a play, and now it's going to be produced four years later. Um, and my new assistant, Rachel, who's a Leo, announced on her birthday that she was done with the boyfriend, that she was, she, she announced at her birthday party that she was breaking up with the boyfriend. And then in came her beloved Spencer, who she's getting married to in a month. So we all see, we all released something and seeded something and changed something and started something, and now with the next eight-year cycle, we're beginning. So think about what was going on for you in August of 15 where you kind of were like, eh, about Venus, about things you loved or things that were important to you or things that were of value to you. And then even go back to 2011, August of 2011, when Venus and the Sun last met, and now we have an eight-year story here. You know, So for the eight-year story from my dad and Peggy, this was realizing they needed more support, moving them into uh, the assisted living place that they were in for the last seven years, six years, seven years. And, you know, now the story has changed. You know, my dad left. Peggy's still going to stay there. Um, and so she begins a new chapter, right? So watch where your chapters are shifting. Now, Leo, house in your chart, regardless of what your sun sign is, uh, you know, you're a Capricorn, you're a Virgo, you're a Pisces. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But the Leo house in your chart, or the Leo houses, sometimes people have two, um, are where you're supposed to shine in the world, what you're supposed to do to shine. So you're getting a new shining assignment. Your sun is always going to do what it's supposed to do, but where it delivers that information is the Leo house. And now with a star point happening there, you have a new eight-year assignment coming in about how you're supposed to shine in the world. Think back to the earlier ones. Sign up for my webinar on Wednesday where we'll go through it in depth where it is in your chart. You'll be able to ask questions. And just know that we're in a week where the invitation gets issued and where you see clearly what was going on in February of 18 and November of 18. And now you know what you want to do next. So it's a really momentous week. You know, Fingers of God and Hammers of Thor, there's a couple of those too. And Mystic Rectangles are the invitations, the whispering of your soul in your ear and saying, woo, woo, I want you. 
So the mystic rectangle <clears throat> on the full moon is the moon, the midheaven, the sun, and Jupiter. Now think about that. That's a fire mystic rectangle. It's an inspirational one with air being um, the moon, you know, the ideas. The next part of the mystic rectangle on the full moon is Neptune, Lilith, the north node, the ascendant, Saturn, and Pluto. And the third mystic rectangle is Athena, the patterns we see, the moon Eris, the goddess of discord, the sun in Leo, Venus in Leo, Mars in Leo, and Juno. So think of that as like this fiery invitation for you to follow your path. And just kind of watch for it, you know. Sometimes you're going to be like, you know, I kind of was like coming home and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of done. I did my job. I did what my mother asked me to do. I watched, took, took care of my dad. I mean, I didn't take care of him, but I took care of him, you know what I mean. And Peggy did a lot of the work because she was married to him and loved him, and um, he loved her. And, you know, it's like a whole new chapter. So for all of us, think about what that is in your life and where it shows up um, and how it happens. Okay? Makes sense? And so uh, big week because we're still working with those fingers of God that are coming along and shifting and changing things. And remember, once the finger of God finishes with Saturn as a leg, it picks up Pluto as the leg, which was when the Epstein suicide was announced on Saturday morning. It was a Venus finger of God. No, big stuff out there when those fingers of God <laughs> happens. Somebody said to me once, you know, I, I don't ever talk about them with clients because, like, what do you say? <laughs> They're, they're hard. They're change-oriented. They're, they're not nice. I said, well, trust me, they live with it every day of the year. You know, I mean, they know. People who have it in their natal chart know about it. And when I describe it, they all go, yes, yes. In fact, I have one client, uh, a guy named Kevin, who I got him as a client because my acupuncturist, uh, Shane, had said to him, you should talk to Ann Ortley about your – because he has a really complex finger of God. You should talk to Ann Ortley about your finger of God. And I did, like, years ago, and he was like, I get it now. And he totally does. I mean, we, whenever he calls for a reading, we have conversations about his finger. Because fingers of God are big, faded events that you can't miss. We had the shooting in El Paso and uh, Dayton. And, uh, you know, sometimes their shootings happen and people kind of go, eh. Other times they happen and people get, like, really riled. That one was with Mars as the apex of the finger of God. And unfortunately, last week when I did the podcast, I hadn't checked into the news. I didn't even know it had happened because I was working on Saturday, and then I just went to bed. Um, but, yeah, fingers of God are big, and we had one last week. We had three. We had Mars, Sun, and Venus. And now we roll out of this into the Venus star point saying, I pointed out something to you that's very important, says the heavens. What are you going to do about it? Next, let's go. And so the mystic rectangles issue the invitation, right? So just kind of watch. Just pay attention to what's showing up. It's, it's big this last two weeks. And forward motion, you know, how you're supposed to express yourself and shine in the world. All right, so let's look at the moons. Uh, today we have, of course, Jupiter stationing to go direct, and we have Uranus stationing to go retrograde, and we have Mercury going into Leo. Now Mercury is still in his retrograde shadow, through the full moon, uh, but he is leaving it. He's going into the Leo part now, though, where he's going to talk. And then next week, of course, he's going to have a finger of God, but this week, he's, this week he's just turning into Leo again. So with Jupiter stationing to go direct, he's been retrograde since April, 
uh, when he was in fire, and now he goes direct, and we go forward motion, full steam ahead. And Uranus station, you go retrograde, he's going to go retrograde until we get to Capricorn. So he's gotten as high as he's going, which is six and some change, and then he's going to go backwards. The moon is in Capricorn today the 11th, tomorrow the 12th, and it goes void tomorrow night at 6.11 p.m. Now, tomorrow the moon hits both Saturn and Pluto by declination, meaning uh, they're all at the same level. So Pluto and Saturn both occult the moon. This is a big deal. Uh, This kind of activates the moon really bigly, really bigly. Is that a word? Really big. Makes the moon really reactive emotionally. So Saturn and Pluto kind of kick up the energy. And and really kind of ask, make us understand it's done, it's finished, it's over. And then the moon goes void at 6.11 with a conjunction to Pluto, which, of course, is a fini. It's void Tuesday, Monday night, all day Tuesday morning until 11.35. When it goes into Aquarius, it's an Aquarius Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, all day. And Thursday all day till 9.02 when the moon in Aquarius goes void opposite Mars and Leo. So, again, separating energies, departing, leaving, but letting go of stuff. There's a full moon on Thursday at 22.24 Aquarius, and that happens at 8 in the morning, 8.30 in the morning, 8.29. Uh, So the full moon folk, the great releasing energy. Then the moon is void Thursday night from 9.02 to 11.49, just a four-hour void there. Then it enters Pisces, and it's in Pisces uh, Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, going void at 6.34 p.m. with a sextile to Pluto. So that's kind of a nice one. You know, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, kind of a nice moving energy, sextiling Pluto. And then it's in uh, it's void uh, Saturday night from 6.34 p.m. Again, these are East Coast times. And it enters Aries Sunday morning, well, actually Sunday early afternoon, 12.55 p.m. on the 18th. It enters Aries, and it's in Aries the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and it goes void a little bit after midnight on the 21st. And it goes void with a trine to Venus. So the first part of the week, the Capricorn moon and the Aquarius moon, through 9 o'clock on Thursday are releasing, letting go, getting rid of, goodbye, goodbye. The Pisces moon, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, all next week, our Pisces moon and then the Aries moon are very forward motion moons, and they get a great deal accomplished. So there's like a big shift in the energy. Plus, we have the Venus star point that happens at 2.07 in the morning on the 14th, and we have the full moon that happens at 8.30 in the morning on the 15th. We have three mystic rectangles. We finish up with our fingers of God. Mercury leaves his retrograde shadow. Can you tell it's going to be a busy week? <laughs> ah, the good news is it's only a two-page week, not a three-year, but, you know, it's still busy. And the Venus star point is in the third house of the mind and what we're thinking and how we're doing it. And the full moon, of course, is because it's 830 in the morning, the full moon is in the uh, 12th house and the 6th house. So that's kind of a juicy one for new uh, new past life stuff, new things that are inspirational to you, new ways of working with stuff in a different energy. Remember, the moon is moving pretty slowly right now. Um, you heard there were like three-day moons, right? You know, they were. it's running long, uh, long and slow, which kind of gives us a, a forward motion that is not necessarily rapid, but that gets us there. The full moon chart on the 15th, is very tied into D.C., so watch what goes on in Washington, D.C., and the um, 
uh, we're kind of forward energy, right? So, of course, full moons culminate, but they also allow us to see things really clearly. So there's a there's a positive um, positive clarity energy in the sky. Again, remember Jupiter and Uranus are both stationing today which means we feel their resonance like we did the last five days coming in and the last five days going out. Jupiter stations today at 9.30 in the morning. We already had it. And he's stationed at 14.30 Sag, and now he's going to zip out of Sag full steam ahead into Capricorn at the end of the year. Uranus stationed to go retrograde at 6.36 Taurus, and he's going to be retrograde until we get into Capricorn time early next year. But both of them happening today and Uranus stations tonight at 10:26. So those are big, and uh, and they happen at the same time. And then we also have Mars entering Virgo this week. That's next week on the 18th. He enters Virgo where because he's been in Leo now, which is da 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 da. When he enters Virgo, he's going to be in Virgo from the 18th of um, August through October 3rd. So that means Virgo Mars gets a lot done, right? It's just a busy B Mars. So as of the 18th, you're going to find you're busy up, and you're going to be like, ah, I'm busying up. I'm ready to go. And then, of course, Mercury enters Leo this week on the 11th at 3.45 p.m., and she's got a, he's got a little bit more to go. He has to get to 4, which is going to happen on the full moon, just after the full moon. Um, he clears his shadow, but he's been in his shadow since um, uh, June 22nd. He entered his shadow. <coughs> so we're finishing up the Mercury retrograde story that went on during the eclipses also. And, of course, Mercury invites us to learn about things, to find out stuff we didn't know, to figure out how to work with things in a different manner and, you know, what what goes on. And, you know, and I'm I'm this is big in my chart obviously my father just died so I'm having all sorts of revelations. I'm like all right Mercury like uh, thanks. No, I don't really want to, do I really have to know that? No. I All right, what else do I have to know? It's just that kind of Mercury, right? So but just be aware he's still telling you stuff through the full moon and um and all of it's important. So don't don't miss any of it. Just kind of listen to it and figure out what you want to do. All right, on to the planets. Uh, the sun this week goes from 20 Leo to 25 Leo. And he, of course, meets up with Venus, as we've talked about, on the 14th. He also finishes up his finger of God on the 14th with his uh, closing in conjunct to Pluto. So the sun finishes his finger of God that he started last week. Um, and he releases it and lets it go. And then uh, he is parallel Uranus on the 17th for exciting news and information. And on the 16th, there is some kind of shift and change when he has a biquintile to the south node that's kind of an emotional releasing energy. And he also has a biquintile to Saturn on the 13th, which is a structural understanding. So kind of, so we, you know, remember, fingers of God are just big, and sometimes it takes a little while to process. You know, like my, I visited my father last week, and he was great. He was in great spirits. We were laughing. We were on the deck. And then less than a week later, he's dead. I'm like, well, that was kind of fast. I mean, I'm glad I went, you know, and I, you know, I always watch the birthdays because people often pass on significant days my in my family everybody dies on birthdays my grandfather died on mine my other grandfather my grandmother died on my grandfather's um my mother died on my father's now my father died on my mother's you know it's kind of one of those things so but in your case 
what's the news? What's the finger of God bringing to you? What's the fated event? F-A-T-E-D. Finger, and there's three of them. Mars, which was the shootings and my dad getting suddenly sick. The sun, which was my dad passing and uh, whatever it was for you. And uh, then Venus, Jeffrey Epstein taken off. <laughs> uh, because the young, you know, the fate of having sex with powerful men, Pluto in conjunct Venus, having powerful powerful people, Saturn and Pluto people, having sex with young underage women, maybe we don't want that to come out, who those guys were. Um, Mercury this week, 29 Cancer going into Leo on at 3.45 p.m., uh, and it has some health aspects. Again, Mercury with health aspects, you want to hop on these. Remember, we're at a faded turning point, so anybody with health stuff, you want to be on. Mercury runs from 29 Cancer to 11 Leo. Um, and he's, you know, he's already done this twice, so he's giving you the third version. Venus this week, she's flying. She's going from 17 Leo to 28 Leo. Um, and so she finishes up her finger of God big time between August 11th and August 14th. And she kind of kicks it up and, and causes a new, uh, new hoo-ha. She also has a quintile to the south node where she's kind of pushing stuff and a quintile to Saturn and Pluto. So Venus in a biquintile, it's easy. It's easy. Watch for the low-hanging fruit and grab it. And then she also has a conjunction to Juno on the 19th where she gets partnered up. Mars this week is also in a biquintile to Pluto. Last week he was in with one to Saturn. And he also has a parallel to Uranus. So he's kind of in an exciting place. And he's running from 27 Leo into Virgo, where he shifts into Virgo on the 18th at 1.19 a.m. Jupiter this week, of course, is stopped and is in a semi-sextile to Saturn. A bit of a blind spot there, but that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Jupiter stopped and turning direct. Uh, Uranus is stopped and going backwards. Pluto is in a biquintile to partnership. Asking you who you want to partner with going forward now that the roles are starting to move and the world is starting to change. And Ceres, of course, Mother Earth energy is an aspect to the nodes of fate. So expect some, you know, fairly dramatic news on Mother Earth plane front. Um, and that's it. We're done with my 30 minutes. It went really fast, I know. But I hopefully you're prepared for the week and really, really take time on the Venus star point in the next, towards the, you know, once the moon gets into Pisces and Aries, to initiate what your next eight years of love and creativity are going to be. It's a forward motion, forward motion Venus star point. And she's inviting us to uh, extend ourselves in the world because she's in a superior conjunction, which means she's on the far side of the sun. She's shooting out her energy towards creativity. Plus, she's part of a finger of God. Um, the the planets are really singing to us, folks. So dance with them, dance with them, and uh, kind of get your get your get your Leo on. Have a good week before Mars goes into Virgo when you have to start to work again. Take care. Ann Orly signing off from the bright red desk, and I appreciate everybody's posts on Facebook and Instagram and the little cards and letters I've been receiving in the emails. Probably not going to respond to all of them, but most of them make me cry. So um, you don't want teary emails anyway. But I really do appreciate the love. And keep my father and my mother and his uh, wife, uh, second wife Peggy in your prayers. Keep my brother and sister and I and the rest of the family we have lost. We have lost our lion. And, of course, he did lead him on the lion's gate, you know, on a rocket. I mean, what a great exit, right? Should We should all be so lucky. Um, take care and lots of love. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.